Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I want to invite you to another installment of Moa's Ark, where you know God dwells, Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. Amen, amen. Now see, <laughs> the enemy done pulled me out. that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And what the enemy meant for bad, God is going to turn to our good. But I wanted to just jump on real quick just to highlight uh, some things that I have experienced over the last day or so. I'm telling you, the devil is mad. (laughs) But if I'm making the enemy mad, I'm telling you, God is proud and patting me on the back. Amen. Um, But anyway, I figured I need to come on on here and jump on and and get these things out of my head so that I can uh, move on and do what God has called me to do. Uh, One, I acknowledge that I have not uh, been coming on and sharing uh, the things that God has been sharing with me uh, because I've kind of gotten caught up and busy at work, but that is no excuse, no excuse, no excuse, but situations and incidents like what I'm going to describe in this episode will happen to help me to get back on track, <laughs> to get back on track, but we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it, because we're going to bind up that narcissistic, uh, demonic, um, uh, sabotaging spirit, and we're going to deal with it today, you done brought me out, y'all be poking the, the sleeping bed, the prophetess be trying, I be trying not to go there uh, with folks, but they make you, and so we got to deal with it. So today we're gonna start. We're gonna talk about that narcissistic uh, sabotaging spirit. It is a self-sabotaging spirit, uh, but I want to do it from the lens of my most recent experience. So I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on some things, and we're gonna make it personal. Amen. Uh, so that we can help some folks, uh, or or make it relatable. Let's say that. All right. So let's get to it. All right, so let's deal let's deal with this. Let's take a look at this. What is what is a narcissist? So a narcissist is a person who has an excessive interest or admiration of themselves, okay? Narcissists, in more practical terms, think that the world revolves around them, all right? So there are many, many tendencies, um, and many of you may may identify uh, with these things, but there are many tendencies of a narcissist that uh, you will experience. Now, here's, here's the thing. This is where it takes wisdom and it, it also takes discernment to understand uh, if a person is actually operating or functioning 
within that narcissistic uh, personality disorder. We all, we all have uh, tendencies toward narcissism in that we put ourselves first and and there are certain uh, (laughs) uh, things in our lives that we um, revere uh, to such an extreme that you know, we, we just, we don't consider anybody or nothing else. That is a flaw uh, within our character and most oftentimes in our personality, but it is not the core of who we are. Wherein, on the other hand, you have people who are narcissistic to the core. Uh, these are the people who deliberately inflict um, abuse, harm, uh, toxicity into the lives of uh, loved ones and those uh, who are around them. Uh, Narcissism is is the very essence of who they are. They cannot see above and beyond their own personal gratification. Now, these people oftentimes come under the guise of being loving, caring, and giving, uh, but these are all tools that they use um, to take advantage of people, and most often people who are in past, uh, people who are empathetic uh, to others, people who genuinely are forgiving uh, and have a heart and a personality to forgive. Uh, these people associate themselves uh, or attach themselves to these type of people to inflict trauma, to inflict trauma, uh, because they, uh, they'll, they'll use, and, and this is, you know, just observation that I've had personally, they will use the, um, I would even say, uh, not vulnerability, that's not the word I'm looking for, what am I looking for, um, not naivete, uh, but just the heart of the person. Uh, uh, being a loving, caring person, uh, they will use that um, to their advantage. They'll use that to to their advantage. They'll play on the person's heartstrings. That's what I'm trying to get to. Um, uh, But all the while, uh, their caring or their uh, affection or the things that they do always is done with a motive. There's a motive behind the things that they are doing um, to to lure or draw people into their web, uh, that they're able to inflict uh, their abuse or, um, you know, the challenges. So I'm just going to get through this real quick to share how I got here to, to the need to have this conversation. <laughs> like I said, they 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 poking they poking prophetess, you know. So I got to deal with it. I got to deal with it. I know on uh, previous podcasts I've shared some of the struggles that I have had uh, with my husband's family, uh, some of the abuse that I have endured, uh, you know, by way of you know his family uh, things that they have done to ostracize myself and my children. Uh, you know, just years of, um, you know, just hearing things and, and uh, just experience trying to be in there and their, uh, 
presence, right? Just trying to be a part of their family. Just the things that I've gone through. And one of the people who has been uh, kind of the prominent perpetrator of these things is my husband's sister. Uh, And over the years, I have made, uh, you know, just many attempts to try to bridge a relationship with her, uh, but unsuccessfully, right? We, we would have our seasons of uh, coming together, and we would have seasons of, I just have to back up, you know, because she's extremely uh, toxic, she's messy, uh, she tries to destroy uh, anything that, that comes together. So my challenge with her over the years has been that she has taken things that I may have disclosed or shared with her in private and shared with others. And so when those things would come back to me by way of, um, you know, other family members, you know, her siblings or her nieces, or, you know, I may overhear something, you know, and, and knowing that it is coming directly from her and she would position herself, she, she positioned herself uh, in my life in such a way that others from the outside looking in would think that she had uh, an inside scoop. And in all actuality and reality, uh, it, it, we've never had that type of bond. Uh, but she, you know, she, she's just very, very messy for a season. I live in her home and she was, you know, telling lies on me and rumors uh, about me that she never thought I knew or, or heard uh, the things that she would say uh, about me. I moved here to Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, and um, again, uh, became the objects of her, you know, just pettiness and messiness, getting involved in my marriage and and trying to sow discord between myself and my husband, uh, running lies about him and running lies about me. Um, you know, just gossip, gossip, gossip. That's, that's the word that I'm looking for. You know, she's a huge gossip and she wants to be the center of attention. So oftentimes she'll make up things and make up lies, but I've never, ever, ever just really confronted her uh, about the behavior directly in real time, although she and I have had some conversations, uh, and and I would say, you know, just surface conversations. We've never had any in-depth conversations about the behavior, the things that she has done, and how she has impacted my life over the years. And and when I say this is a person that has really had a negative impact in my marriage, in my family, in my life, she's she's uh, run my name through the mud uh, with other family members who were not close enough to get to know me. And it's unfortunate for them that they allowed her opinion of me to become their reality of who I am, not realizing or understanding she talking about them too, you know. But anyway, uh, what happened to to bring me to this day was uh, she is a habitual line crosser, right? So she does it 
really understand. No, I'm not going to say she doesn't understand. She doesn't respect the boundaries of others. She does not respect people's boundaries. Uh, and, and she oversteps um, <clears throat> a lot of times, right? And so oftentimes because of who she is, uh, people just give her a pass, you know, and, and let it go. But, but one thing that is very difficult for me, and y'all pray for me, but one thing that is very difficult for me to give you a pass on is my children. I don't play about my babies. I don't play about my children. And I'm very sensitive uh, to any involvement or engagement that she specifically has with my children because I do not trust her. I don't trust her because of the pain that she has inflicted upon me personally uh, over the years. You know, just the disloyalty, uh, the the manipulation, the lying and, and talking about me behind my back and, you know, causing discord and stirring things up. Uh, before I get into to, to the other thing, I want to say this because I might forget. But one of the challenges that I've had with her over the years is that anything that I have attempted to do for the family uh, as it relates to what God has instructed me to do, she has, she has attempted to sabotage. Now, I said that as a broad statement, and oftentimes we say things uh, uh, you know, we articulate it as best we can. So I say it from a broad uh, spectrum. I'm not going to say everything, right? But most often, you know, she she tries to sabotage. So more specifically, uh, when we decided that we were going to uh, do prayer, you know, have prayer. Uh, and, and I pulled the family together. Come on, let's pray. Let's get before the Lord and and pray and cover the family and she was going behind my back she didn't know I knew this but she don't know now because I know she listens to these uh, but uh, she went behind my back and was, was campaigning to get others to not come on the prayer line uh, more so those that are within her family unit uh, than, than others but she would say negative things but this is this is the the um uh, what is the word I'm looking for? My God, my God. This darn COVID got my mind so foggy between that <laughs> and, and you know, whatever uh, abuse I've been through in the past, you know, physically. I just can't think sometimes. But uh, that is that is kind of the anatomy of her personality, right? She She's very negative about the things that people attempt to do. But anyway, there's a pattern with her uh, whereby um, you know when I when I do what God has instructed me to do concerning the family she'll she'll come in my face oh for sure she's she's gone oh let's do it let's do it oh, and then go behind my back and, and talk negatively to try to draw others away from uh, what God is attempting to do from the family and I, I honestly believe that she has been a deterrent and has stagnated uh, some of the breakthroughs that God really desires uh, to have. So she's kind of functioning as a double agent um, in, in, in that sense. And so I believe that the encounter that she and I had the other day is a very direct result of, um, I had a tea party uh, for the women of the family 
uh, and they were here at the home. And I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that that demon, that stronghold that is residing on the inside of her, it, it definitely reared its head and it was agitated and irritated by the fact that uh, you know, we had a, a good experience and it did not include or involve her. And I know that to be a fact, uh, that that is why uh, she she responded as strongly as she did. And that demon had to expose herself because she was just, she couldn't hold it. She couldn't hold it. So some of the other things that she would do along with uh, going behind my back and trying to deter others, she would also you know, say things like, well, I'm not going to participate or I'm not going to do these things, you know, and, and things that you, now, nah, come on, you know, you can, you, you can share those thoughts privately, but you're trying to influence others uh, to, to participate, I mean, to not participate. Okay, so I'm throwing that out there. So fast forward to the actual incident. Again, I do not, because of, uh, you know, just her past messiness, is I, I deal with you uh, for the sake and honor of my husband, but I do not trust you with my children. I don't, I, I, I try to block any type of relationship that she tries to build because I know that she's extremely toxic and very um, uh Messy, messy, messy. The only word I can the label that I got now. And and I think that she misjudged my um, um, experience with her as me hating her or or uh, wanting revenge or vengeance against her. That's not even my personality. Baby, I want you to live well and prosper. This is why I try to help you. With the ideal that if you get the help you need, <laughs> it'll help you to not, you know, continue whatever this campaign is that you have against me or against my family um, to, to try to pull us down or, or to destroy. So, uh, my son, my baby boy, had begun um, developing a relationship with her best friend or her girlfriend. Um, daughter and what I felt was inappropriate was that uh, her girlfriend and her had known that my son was building a relationship with uh, this lady's daughter and they did not in my opinion respect my values or my standards for my children to even, you know, bring it to me. And I felt that even with her girlfriend that she and I had, not that, that I know her, I don't know the lady personally. As a matter of fact, I, I, I have a lot of admiration uh, for her uh, having known her background and her history and some of the struggles that she has overcome, uh, you know, but I don't know her personally, but I felt that I knew her well enough that when these kids started trying to develop a relationship, they would at least have a, a conversation with me. And so I, what I felt that uh, my sister-in-law was doing was she was not only condoning uh, the behavior, but she was participating in it. And that's, that's another thing, you know, I feel that she gets too involved in children's 
uh, things on their level, you know, which is a, a, a level of immaturity that she just, is, you know, she's kind of stuck, you know, in that arrested development, you know, she, she's stuck there. And, um, but anyway, so they did not bring it to me. So I've always felt some kind of way. But I always watch the situation. I try to be on top of it because the things that um, I want to avoid, avoid, (laughs) avoid and avert, I'm saying two words, the thing that I wanted to avoid was my son crossing the line uh, with that young lady, uh, with with the young lady and with... um, her mom being so close to the family, you know, that just, that creates a whole nother level of mess, and I didn't want any parts of it, and, and, and to be perfectly honest, I really didn't want my child engaging with anyone uh, uh, on that level that was associated or connected to my sister-in-law in that way, I did nothing personal against them. Uh, but just simply because of who she is. And again, the years of just messiness that she has sown into my relationship and into my family. Okay. So that's how I felt. But my son sat me down and he told me, he said, um, Mom, I love her. He, he did. This boy is 17, almost 18. He'll be 18 next week. He told me that he loved that little girl. And I said to him, you know, I I understand. I get it. I get it. I shared with him my concerns. Uh, one, with, uh, you know, the connection that they have with my sister-in-law. But also that you better not hurt her. You better not hurt her. You know, because that takes things to a whole different level. Okay. So those are my concerns. I never, ever, ever had a problem with uh, the little girl. And and I know they got upset with me the other day because I said, that girl, that's how I talk. That's how I talk. I didn't mean any disrespect by it. It's just how I talk, um, you know, when when I'm talking. But anyway, I do uh, believe that she's a good girl. I believe she's very smart. She's extremely beautiful. And uh, devoid of having (laughs) the sister-in-law involved, I'm telling you, it would be the perfect situation, Uh, you know. And and that's just being real. That's being real. I'm not saying I'm right. And when it comes to my kids, I tell y'all all all the time, my kids and my husband, that's my kryptonite, baby. Those are the things that I still yet have to pray. It's the thorn in my side. I need Jesus, for real, for real, to keep me safe uh, up in this world when it comes to to my family. But anyway, so I had relented, right? And and again, was what another factor that that gave me pause with the whole relationship was one day my sister-in-law was telling me that the young girl was crying over my son to her mother. And this was maybe a couple of years ago, so so let's say they're 15, 16. And and I'm trying to avoid uh, you know, some of the conditions that that, that I experienced in my life as a teenager. So I'm saying, wait a minute. 
why is this child crying over my son and they 15, 16 years old? What's going on? So so my mind immediately went to, you know, an inappropriate type of relationship, you know, because um, I know kids, because I know kids. So with that, I, like I said, I always had pause. I always had pause because I'm like, you all are adults and you are condoning this. And not only are you condoning it, you just just blatantly disregarding my uh, uh, standards and my values for my children. Now, listen, let me be very clear. You don't owe me anything. You don't owe me loyalty. You don't owe me anything. But when it comes to someone uh, pretending to be family, there should be a certain level of respect for my and my husband's uh, standards, you know, for our children. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to, um, you know, beat them over the head and, hey, you know, your mama, your daddy, you know, they don't, they don't play that. You know, you don't have to be that auntie. I'm that auntie. You don't have to be that auntie. But at least don't be the one trying to set up, you know, the the, the behind the door dates, <laughs> you know, at your household. They don't mean, they just praying, they just, no, uh-uh. I don't play that. I don't play that. I do not play that with my children. So fast forward to now my son invited the young lady to uh, his his prom. He invited her to his prom. And so uh, I, you know, he told me that the mom wanted him to go with them to get the prom dress. And I, you know, I felt it a slightly bit odd, uh, you know, with the lady. But again, I don't know her personally. And I I acknowledge that people are different. They're different. So she, you know, she may have different life experiences that, to where she gets involved, you know, in the kids' stuff. I just don't do that. But I get it as a mother, too, because I had to, I had to really step back after um, the other day and say, well, wait a minute, you know. Uh, I'm the mother of a daughter too, you know. Now I don't, I don't get involved like that, but I can get it. I get it. Okay. So she wanted him to go with them to get her dress, and so something in me just kept saying, I knew, I knew, and uh, that my sister-in-law was going to be there because she just she can't help herself. But she also has a genuine relationship with this lady. You know, they have a relationship. So it wasn't uh, too far off that she would be there. But what happened, what happened where I what I took issue was that my son, she had invited my son to come to her house. Oh, that's a huge no-no. That's a, that's a big no-no. I don't allow my children to go to her home uh, simply because, again, I do not trust her. I don't. It, it, I mean, and, and, and it's nothing. I've never flat out said, look, I don't trust you. <laughs> Up until the other day, I just let her know. I let her know everything, you know, but but I don't. And my kids, but my kids know it, and they know that they're not allowed uh, to, to just go over there. But... Anyway, nonetheless, she told my son, 
that he could come over there. And so she tried to facilitate it through my daughter. And so my daughter brought it to me. And so I was trying to contact my son because first and foremost, he know better. He know better if I tell you that if you tell me that you're going to go one place, which I, you know, I, I was okay with him going um, with, the, with the girl's mom you know, to go get the dress. I had no problem with that. You know, if she wanted to come get them and, and bring them back, and even if she just wanted to come get them and we had to get them a lift back home, I had no problem with that whatsoever. When my problem came in was when I heard that he was going to uh, my sister-in-law's house. And and to me, that just was not going to happen. You're not going to go over there. And they were going to... Uh, he and the young lady were going to be together. And I'm, I'm being very um, cautious with my words because I know they got offended with me seeing that girl. Uh, and it really was nothing behind it, I promise you. I, I, I don't have any ill will, ill feelings, or, or disrespect for the young lady. Uh, she's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. Uh, so I called my sister-in-law and I said to her very specifically that you know I do not want my son with that girl unsupervised. You know that. You know that about me. You know I don't I don't play about my kids. I don't, you know, whatever. If y'all from the gate, everybody know uh, about Dawn when it comes to my kids and my family. And, and, and listen, I'm not saying that in a uh, uh, superior way because she had made a comment later. I'm saying that in a matter-of-fact way. I know things about you, you know, that, that you just, there's certain things I know, and I won't ever cross that line with you, you know, there's certain things that, you know, it's just the boundaries that I have, and that's what I was saying to her, and I said it in a very direct way, but I wasn't disrespectful, I wasn't angry, I wasn't anything, I was, where's my son, <laughs> and and if you got my son in your uh, um uh, care. I need him with me. So, so if you if you're not gonna bring him on, I was gonna send him a list. Cause for sure he wasn't about to be over there. So I had to exchange with her. But I, I I'm telling you, I probably said three four words, and the words that I said to her, it was not disrespect. It, it was nothing to it for real for real. And so maybe 15 20 minutes later, she calls me back. And she starts out the conversation saying, I'm going to say this to you. And when I say it to you, uh, you'll never have to speak to me again. I said, oh, 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 no, uh-uh, we don't do that. We don't do that. No, if you say what you want to say, I'm going to say what I want to say. We ain't, it ain't no one-sided conversations over here, you know. And so she said, well, you say what you want to say, and I'm going to say what I want to say. I said, okay, all right, now that, I could, we could do, we could do that. And so we began to have the conversation. She said, well, I know you hate me, and you don't have any respect for me. I just stop her again. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't hate you. I have no hate in my heart towards you, uh, and I do have you know, respect for you, but no, I, I definitely don't hate you, and she would tell me, yes, you do, you hate me, you don't respect me, um, uh, you have uh, unforgiveness in your heart, no, no, 
I don't. So that's when I began to explain to her, no, I don't hate you. I don't have unforgiveness in my heart. But you have, since I have met you, attempted to destroy my family, pull me down. You are extremely messy. You are manipulative and you are demonic. And I let her know. And I said, and the same thing you did to me, you have attempted to do to your son's wives and their families. What is the common denominator here? You, 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 you take people's situations and you run it through the whole family. You gossip about people. You down, you degrade the women. You degrade the women. It's almost like you're jealous or envious of uh, um, these women having a position in the lives of the men uh, that, that are your loved ones. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. So we continued into the discussion. And I told her, you know, I have spoken with your daughters. They have they have shared with me. I've cried with your daughters because, and, and you know, they don't know I'm crying. You know, but I just hearing the things that you have done in their family, because I know you've done it to me. You've done it to me. Years, years, years. And the audacity and the mitigated gall of someone who has been the abuser to come and now play like the victim. Because I'm telling you that you have crossed a line and you are out of order. You are out of order. Anytime you think that you have the right to make a decision over somebody else's child, you are out of order. So she wanted to go back and forth and argue and argue and argue. And I can't even remember the whole of the conversation. But she was telling me, she said, and you're messy, and you're messy. And she began to say, and, and why, do you, why do you not have your grandson? Why do you not get to see your grandson? I said, oh, yeah, see, see that, that's the demon. That's the demon right there that goes. And these are the conversations that my husband's family actually have about me behind my back, outside of my presence, and in my face. You know how people talk about you and you sitting right there. You can hear what they're saying. You can hear the things that they are saying about you. And they, you know, think that you can't hear it. But this is the kind of bold stuff that they have done to me. But now, instead of her saying it to them, she said it in my face. I said, well, wait a minute. Let me explain to you, you know, what my situation is. So now you can run till that. You don't know anything about my situation. She said, that's why that girl took that baby and you can't see that baby. I said, ooh, ooh, look at that thing. <laughs> and then she went on to progress to say that I was a mentally ill bully. That I was a bully. You, you feel bullied because I'm standing up to you and I'm telling you that your toxic behavior has to stop. But it, but, but it don't have to stop if you want to continue it with your family. But it will stop when it comes to mine. It, it absolutely will. And what I was trying to help her understand is that because the way she was talking to me, I said, you have a, a perception 
you have a perception, and maybe I didn't use the word perception because I was I was in the midst of sparring with this this thing at that time. We 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 struggling, we struggling, and I said to her, you know this uh, about me being superior to you, and all she heard was me being superior to. Ah, I knew it, I knew it. I said, oh, is that what you heard? I'm telling you that I don't feel that I am superior to you, but there's something in you that makes you feel like I feel that I'm superior because she can say, you don't, you don't, uh, uh, you can't check me or control me. Let me think of the word that she actually used because I can't remember exactly what it was, but I told, oh, when I was telling her, she was out of order, she said, who do you think you are, who do you think you are, you can't, you can't, uh, uh, check me, or something, I'm, I'm just gonna say check, I don't even remember, I said, oh, yes, I can, <laughs> oh, yes, I can, especially when it comes to my family and my children, you know, but anyway, uh, she, she kept saying, I release you, I release you. I said, you cannot hide behind those cliche cast uh, uh, quotes that you use to hide behind religion, you know, whatever that religious thing that you do with people. Uh-uh, because I see you. I see you. I see every, every demonic, narcissistic demon, you know, because you cannot hear the pain that you have caused people that you have caused me. She said, well, this was 20, 20 years ago, and you're being unforgiving. No, baby, I, this is today. This is today. You are once again uh, uh, disregarding my values or my standards for my family. You are doing that. You are doing that. Um, good, bad, or indifferent, whether you agree with it or not, you know, if if you are in a relationship with me, if you know there are boundaries, you know that it's just a matter of respect. But anyway, I don't expect her to to understand that. But then she began to say, "I know that you pray against me. I know that you pray against me, and you want to see my downfall, baby. You you have no idea the love that God has given me for you people." God has given me a love for you that goes even beyond the pain that you have put me through. Even beyond the things that I have endured throughout the years with you people and the things that you have done to my children and to myself. I can say with assurance that I love you and that I would never ever pray against you. And if ever I see you struggling, I will do any and everything that I can to help you. You have aligned yourself and classified and labeled yourself as my enemy. I don't see you as an enemy. I pity you because I believe that there is something that is that is so deeply embedded in you that you struggle. You struggle with this spirit. And you have yet to receive deliverance. So I pity you. I don't hate you. 
but I have to protect my family from you. And with that, I have to correct you. And if I have to correct you concerning my family, now you can receive it or not. <laughs> you can receive it or not. But don't think I'm not going to do it, especially when you're dealing with my children. You will get corrected. You or anybody else. And regardless of what you feel about me, you can say I'm a bully, but I'm not a bully. I just simply cannot be bullied. And I think that was the problem from the beginning. You all cannot control one, my destiny or my fate, and, and believe it or not, I believe much of the success and much of the blessings and the reward come from in spite and despite the things that you have done, but it comes from uh, God wanting to show you all his favor. And what it looks like. <laughs> this faith that is on me is tied off and this fight. But you walked away from the conversation feeling, oh, excuse me, as if I harbor animosity or hatred towards you. I don't. But there are times, there are times that I relive pain of the experiences that I've had uh, as a direct result, as a direct result of the venom that you have spewed in the hearts of others concerning me. And, and there are times that I that I deal with that and it was so unfortunate because as I was on the phone, as I was on the phone and having a conversation, I could hear her girlfriend in the background. Uh, making comments, and I knew that she was she was hearing the conversation one-sided, and and we all do that. But it was key things that my sister-in-law was saying, and I I knew it. She was saying it to get a rise out of the young lady, because she was trying to make it an issue about um, me having a problem with her daughter, which was never my issue. But she was trying to do that to build an alliance because, see, you know, your well done ran dry with some of the some of the, the uh, juicy ears that you used to have. You know, some of the people they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it because they have actually began to de- develop a relationship with me for themselves, and they see me differently than how you try to portray me. And so, and betray. <laughs> so the same thing, so that same tactic you were using as you were talking and saying things like, why would you try to run her daughter down to the mud? And, I, and I, I reflected on this and I said, I think this lady was saying to me the things that she felt about herself. You know, from from the you hate me, you know, that, that pity party thing, you, you don't want to be corrected. So now somebody's attacking you. You're attacking me. No, I'm not attacking you. I'm not attacking you. And um, and then, and then, you know, to try to make it seem like I was trying to say something derogatory about her daughter, uh, which which was not true. You know, which would make anyone defensive. So I get it. I get it. Uh, but in that lady's right mind, she knows. How messy, you know, because if you have walked 
with this lady for any period of time, you know that she is extremely messy, extremely toxic, and and very damaging. Very damaging. Very damaging. Uh, so, anyway, that's what got me to. Oh, we gonna deal with this thing. Oh, you 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 thought you was gonna come and attack, and again. I believe that the attack is a very direct result of um, a very direct result of um, the, the the tea party and bringing the family together. That that sabotaging uh, spirit didn't want to see it happening. So the first thing I say to you, you want to scream, you're being attacked. You're not being attacked. You have a you have a woman to woman conversation saying, Look, don't disrespect me. Don't disrespect my family. Don't disrespect, you know, my uh rules concerning my children. I did not uh uh give my son permission to be with you. And he and he's absolutely old enough and trust and believe he got a he, he got an ear for because I haven't physically seen him yet but when I see him he won't get more than an ear for um, but anyway uh, yeah that's that's kind of what got us here but I'm so grateful to God for that experience uh, that I was able to finally stand up to her and say I see you I see you for who you are I see you you, you Started that mess, and I don't know what may have happened prior to me, but I, I can I can assume she probably done did it to a couple of others. But you tried to destroy me because I didn't mesh well with whatever. I don't know what your problem was with me, but you ran my name through the mud. You gossiped about my business. You tried to tear me down. When I came into you guys' presence, you treated me like I was second class, as if I was not my husband's wife. You intentionally ostracized me. You intentionally, and you talk about bullying, that, that's bullying. That's a form of bullying all of these years, and I endured it. I dealt with it, and I was simultaneously dealing with a level of abuse in own home, psychological and physical abuse, the things that I had to endure in my marriage, which was of no fault of your own. No one is accountable for that other than the person who did it, but the fact that you contributed to the, the perpetual and continual attacks against me whenever I would be around the family is sad and it's pitiful. There's nothing in me from the core of who I am that wants to seek any level of vengeance or revenge against you. As a matter of fact, any prayer that I ever pray for you is the mercy of God be upon you. I want to and I desire to see you prosper. Because I really, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, hey, if, if she meets the desires of her heart, and maybe she'll stop hating on other people and trying to tear them down. You use and manipulate people for what they can do for you. You you get under people 
for their resources. All this while we're on the call. And you know, I've got a network of support. I've got a network of people surrounding me, supporting me. But who are you supporting? Whose network are you? Who are you supplying for? See, that's that narcissistic spirit. That it's all about you. It's all about you. A narcissistic abusive spirit will deliberately inflict or target others with a calculated campaign to um, vilify to um, expose people uh, their vulnerability their shortcomings to talk about folks to always be negative that's that narcissistic abusive um, spirit they, not only do they want people to think that nobody cares about them, they're going to make it true. Because they're going to go behind your back and start talking about I'm, And I'm telling you what I know, not what I think. You can't control a strong personality, so you're going to run tear their name down to everybody that'll listen. And it's unfortunate because those who listen just as bad as, as you getting that mess out there. They take advantage of uh, the personality of uh, the forgiving personality of people and they repeatedly uh, exploit the people that are around they exploit that quality in you they use the very thing you know, when I when I was sharing with my husband about what she had said, because she 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 thought she was hurting my feelings, but it didn't. My truth or reality never hurts me. Like people don't understand that. I I don't have enough good sense to to be embarrassed, <laughs> especially because my dad raised us knowing that nobody can embarrass you. You can only embarrass yourself. So anything that is a reality about me, I don't get embarrassed about. So when she threw out, you taking medicine, and, and to be honest, <laughs> I wish I could have just written down uh, the cliff notes for her, so when she go running gossip, my business, she'll have the truth. But I, I said, I, I was telling her, I said, look, hey, maybe you should try them, to be honest, uh, because they were helpful for me. Uh, but at the same time, she was over talking to me, and I said, "Look, I'm trying to get you straight here." I was, I was being funny, I was being petty too on the call because I was irritated by the whole situation. But you know, she said, "You can't get me together. You can't get me together." I said, "Well, baby, I can because I actually took the medicine. You know, maybe I'll give you a recommendation." But what my doctor had prescribed me. Uh, serotonin because during my cycle period I get very you know sometimes I'll get depressed or and and lately I've dealt with anxiety I back when I was younger it wasn't anxiety it was anger and depression and things like that so my my 
general doctor, my physician, actually prescribed me uh, the serotonin and she told me it would help. And I took it and it did. It actually did subside those emotions, you know, of uh, just, you know, sadness and depression and things like that. But I had to stop taking it because it kind of throws my cycle off. You know, I'll, I'll go like a month, I'll have a cycle, and then I, the month later, I'll have a, a, a strong cycle. My husband said, number one, he was concerned that I first let her draw me into that, you hate me, you know, I'm the victim now, you know, because you got corrected. Now, everybody, not somebody hates you. No, no, no. You know, he was, he was you know, kind of. I'm not gonna say he was disappointed in me, but he was just, you know, saying, "Look, why, why would you let her draw you into that?" But the second thing was, you know, he said, "Now, nah, you told her that you were taking no pills, but she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have a tool to weaponize against you if you stop telling your business." And that has been his problem with me for years, you know, that he feel like I talk too much. And sometimes I do, you know, but, but some people you feel that you can trust or you can share things with. But I, hey, you can scream that from the rooftop. I don't have any problems uh, with that. And as a matter of fact, I recommended those to them because they weren't uh, antipsychotic pills, which, you know, I'm, I get concerned about because it can change you know, just the, the whole structure of your brain, but with that serotonin, I was recommending that because I had such uh, a great response to it, but the fact that she tried to throw that out there, uh, it, it, was, it was actually comical to me, uh, and then what she said about my grandson, um, while it was, it was, It was enlightening because I was able to kind of confirm that stronghold was operating and functioning in her. Uh, you know, my husband got more in, impacted by that statement than me. It didn't bother me at all because I knew it was founded on lies. And she was trying to, she was actually trying to retort or come back against me because of what I was saying uh, about her and the damage that she has caused throughout the family, uh, starting with my family and then her sons and, and their marriages and things like that. So she didn't like that. So that was her reaction or response to that. Uh, so I'm cool with it. I'm okay with it. I'm a big girl. It don't bother me. Uh, but it showed me where she was. But that, that spirit, that narcissistic spirit, that runs through and runs rapid and tries to destroy families must stop. It must stop. Now she thought she was calling me and saying, oh, you will never have to speak to me. I release you. you. You can't release me. But what you can do is stay away from me and my family. And I will afford you the same courtesy. I have no desire whatsoever. I've tried over the years to, to you know, to just kind of build and try to um, have something because of your blood tied to my husband. But I got some blood ties to my own family that I don't even uh, feel uh, 
you know, operating. I would love, excuse me, to restore and reconcile some of those broken relationships in my family. But baby, you are my husband, sister, you know. And while I love you all, I really do. And, and you don't have to accept it or believe it. But I don't have to deal with you. I really don't. I really don't. And I would advise anyone that is dealing with uh, a toxic situation, with toxic people uh, trying to pull you down, trying to destroy your family. And to be honest, I feel like she is not, she's very miserable uh, with not having experience, you know, some of the rewarding sides of life, right, that she sees other people experiencing so she tries to tear them down or expose the the, the, the kinks in their arms so she can feel relatable okay uh, but if you have that or if you're experiencing that take it from profiters don't wait 20 something years like I did <laughs> you know get out of it stand your ground stand your ground uh, deal with it head on don't let those demons uh, bring you down. And God will be the judge between me and thee. <laughs> and just like David, baby, I'm not trying to kill nobody. I'm not trying to attack nobody because I love God more than I hate the pain and the suffering that I have endured. I love my God, and I honor my God, and I love those that he has created. It's just time for you to get yourself together, and hopefully the words that I have said uh, have penetrated um, some way in your heart. All right, so we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We are going to pray. I hope that this uh, encourages someone. If nothing else, it helps me to get it out and, and to move on. Amen. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye. All right. So before we get into prayer, I just want to share a few things because I really want those who are suffering with this demonic uh, uh, spirit All right, let me read this. The main condition for the achievement of love is overcoming of one's narcissism. So this is one's narcissism, all of us. The narcissistic orientation is one in which one experiences as real only that which exists within oneself. While the phenomena in the outside world have no reality in themselves but are experienced It is the faculty to see other people and things as they are objectively. And to be able to separate this objective picture from a picture which is formed by one's desires and fears. Okay? This comes from The Art of Loving by Enrich uh, Form, I believe is his name. 
trying to read through this to see what I want to share. But let me let me just go through it. All right, narcissists, it turns out, have a hard time loving someone else. No surprise there. Excessive self-love prohibits them from loving others, erecting an internal barrier that stops our understanding and empathy from functioning. The narcissist's most deeply held conviction is, I am special. And that makes it very difficult to recognize the unique, special, and outstanding qualities of others. As a result, narcissists often have severe problems sustaining satisfying, mutually supportive relationships. Narcissism causes a lack of psychological awareness and empathy, but even worse, in all these difficulties, narcissists tend to use others for their own ends. Come on, man. They ask the question here, they say, have you ever tried to sustain a relationship with someone who has narcissistic tendencies? If so, you probably had the same troubles that many others do, dealing with a narcissist's inability to truly an unquenchable need for attention, a tendency to lie and emotionally manipulate, and the constant desire to charm and attract others. These character traits, so destructive to so many people, to so many relationships, prevent people with strong narcissistic behavior patterns from ever fully giving love to others. Of course, every person struggles to some degree with these issues. If you plotted out a spectrum of narcissism, it would go from completely selfless on one end to pathologically and clinically narcissistic and selfish on the other. Few people will qualify for the extremes on either end, which means most of us fall somewhere in between. Since some amount of naturally occurring narcissism exists in everyone, love and relationships continually pose these questions, me or you? Should I endeavor to meet my own needs or yours? Should I give you more or get more? That balance, so tricky to maintain, faces us daily in order to love one another. Each of us have to fight the spiritual battle of our innate self-interest. The question is posed, did God create us for love or enmity? Did he create us for peace or discord? Surely he has created us for love, therefore we should live in accordance to his will. Do not listen to anything that prejudices Prejudice us for self-interest prompts men to be prejudiced. They are thoughtful only of their own will and purposes. They live and move in darkness. 
God created us for love, not darkness, to grow and develop the capacity for love in our souls and in our hearts. We have to learn how to selflessly give love. This occurs best in the context of true faith. Sincerity is the foundation stone of faith. That is, a religious individual must disregard his or her personal desires to seek in whatever way he or she can wholeheartedly to serve the public interest. And it is impossible for a human being to turn aside from his own selfish advantages and sacrifice his own good for the good of the community except through true relationship with Christ. For self-love is needed into the very clay of man and it is not possible that without the hope of a substantial reward he would neglect his own present material good. That individual, however, who puts his faith in God and believes in God's word because he, he is promised and certain of plentiful reward in the next life and because worldly benefit as compared to the abiding joy and glory of future planes of existence are nothing to him. Will for the sake of God, abandon his own peace and profit, and will freely consecrate his heart and soul to the common good. What happens for us is that when we don't view or when we encounter people who don't view the world in this way, think first of themselves and have little or no empathy for others we have a spiritual responsibility to cover them to cover them in prayer to ask God for patience to ask God again I shared my experience with the narcissist who had been tormenting me for years and this is real true tangible stuff this is what keeps bothering me about these people when they get annoyed with me because I express the pain of what I actually endure versus I did anything to them as a result of or harbored any you know animosity it's just I had the pain who are you to Call me unforgiving. <laughs> oh, baby. Now that one I'm going to have to do too. All right. So, so the question is when you in, encounter that pathological liar, that deeply narcissistic, self loving, loving uh, emotionally manipulative person, what do you do? How do we deal with them? What are we supposed to do? The kingdom of God is founded upon equity and justice and also upon mercy, compassion, and kindness to every living uh, soul. We must strive 
uh, then with all our hearts to treat compassionately all humankind. Uh oh. Except for those who have some selfish private motives or some disease of the soul, kindness cannot be shown to a tyrant. Come on. The deceiver or the thief, because far from awakening them to their error of their ways, it maketh them to continue in their perversity as before. But we trying to be nice to folk. We trying to be kind. Uh-uh. That's not what God wants us to do. No matter how much kindness you yield or you may extend upon a liar, he will but lie even more. For he believeth you to be deceived. Why you understand him, but all too well. And only remain silent out of your extreme compassion. We got to stop doing it. And it's almost like you have to extend tough love. When my sister-in-law began, you know, with that crying and 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 uh, accusing me of attacking her, I didn't relent. I did not relent at all. Because of the excessive narcissistic tendencies and the behavior, the destructive behavior, and even I would say self-destructive, self-destructive, because you're destroying relationships because really enhance the quality of your life. tough love 
<laughs> you know, stop letting people come in and destroy your family. And you know they destroyed it. But you just keep letting it happen. I'm telling you from experience, you got to put that demon in check and put that mess to bed. Because what will happen is um, it, it will get out of control. It will get out of control. I say, I, I said more than I wanted to say before prayer. But we're going to go ahead and pray. And we're going to attack that demon, that spirit. I love the Lord. I love him so, so much. And I, I love his children. <laughs> good, bad, or indifferent. I don't tolerate it all the time. And, but I never, I, I couldn't speak. She would say, I pray against her. That's, that's some witchcraft stuff. And really, I think what it did was expose part of her heart. I, now, I'm not going to accuse her of praying against people, but it, it almost makes me wonder. It almost makes me wonder. Because my mind don't even go there. Especially for family members of people that I love. Let us pray. Father God, in the precious and holy name of Jesus, I humbly come before your presence today. Lord God, I come seeking your face, Lord Jesus, and just knowing that you have heard my plea, Lord God. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for my life, my health, my strength. I thank you, Lord God, for my children, my husband, Lord Jesus. I thank you for all the many, many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come in the resurrected (laughs) name of Jesus Christ. Come on now, son. whose we are and whom we serve, that in the name of Jesus ever needs your bow of things in heaven and in the earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. In the name of Jesus, I affect and enforce God's original plan and purposes over and against the plans and purposes of Satan. I declare and decree that in this battle, no weapon, be it emotional, financial, physical, social, spiritual, psychological, organizational, interpersonal, formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me is condemned in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I place upon me the full armor of Christ. And I decree that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. In Jesus' name, I pull down strongholds, cast down vain imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' holy name, I speak that God's anointing destroys every yoke, and I am in, in both order and I invoke order according to God's divine systems of protocol. 
in the name of Jesus, every diabolical sanction, subverting activity, and injunction, directive, mandate, or order which opposes the will of the Lord concerning my life has been destroyed. In the name of Jesus, I disannul every diabolical decision and ruling concerning this ministry, my life, with my family and anyone associated with me. In the name of Jesus, I take control over airways, galaxies, systems, realms, regions, uh, domains, spheres, stratospheres, hemispheres, atmospheres, and I say they line up with the word of God. In the name of Jesus, I, I release the angels assigned to me to handle any satanic contentions disputing, uh, strivings, and resistance concerning me and my life and my children and my family. I further employ the host of heaven to war against the host of darkness. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus uh, to please take command over, bring to a halt further demonic movements and satanic activities emanating from the underworld. Come on now. Jesus, I ask you to contend with those who contend with me. Fight with those who fight with me. Be my shield and my buckler and fight this battle for me. Let terror strike the hearts of my enemies and cause those hearts to fail. It is you, Jesus, that gives me stability. You have equipped me with salvation. Your right hand establishes me as victor in the battle. In the name of Jesus, beat down my enemies, give his neck cause to pursue and overtake them until they are wounded and consumed, falling at my feet, never to rise again. Establish my name in the heavens, O God in heaven. Let them that hear my name submit and obey. In the name of Jesus, I forbid and disallow further opposing activities of satanic personalities and biological diabolical assignments concerning my life and my family. In the name of Jesus, I, I disapprove and prohibit any demonic interception and interference or resistance. In the name of Jesus, I resist satanic activities and negotiations concerning my life, my soul, and I superimpose prophetic purpose and divine destiny over and against all activities and opposing forces that are contrary to the will of God in Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I, I bind and cast out satanic harassment and rebuke satanic concentrations and bring a heart and prohibit all satanic surveillance. In the name of Jesus, I lift false burdens and remove feelings of heaviness, oppression, and depression. I further bind and cast out every lying spirit, gossip, slander, backbiting, disloyal waywardness, wandering, and every negative spirit, and I bind my heart, mind, and spirit to the mind of God and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' holy name. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that a prayer shield, uh, the anointing and bloodline from the hedge of protection, which hides me from all familiar spirits uh, and all other de demonic personalities, making it difficult for them to effectively track 
or trace me in the realm of the spirit. Uh, there shall be no preparations uh, or penetrations uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I release my name into the atmosphere and declare and decree that the powerful prayers uh, and the prayer warriors intercessions, prophetic watchmen are picking me up in the realm of the spirit. Uh, I speak that they will not cease uh, or come down from their watchtowers uh, until their assignments have been completed. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that the spirit of wisdom, understanding, divine counsel, supernatural might, knowledge, and of the utmost fear of the Lord is upon me. And as I advance, I am divinely empowered and increase in skill and understanding. In the name of Jesus, I prohibit the accuser of the brethren from operating or influencing my soul or mind. In the name of Jesus, I obliterate and annihilate the satanic activities set up as a decoy or an ambush for my life. Father, in the name of Jesus, overthrow the plans of troublemakers, scorners, scoffers, mockers, persecutors, and character assassins. Expose satanic representatives and grant unto me divine strategies and tactics to identify, resist, and overcome plots and plans established for my demise. In the name of Jesus, I put a halt to all destructive, disturbing, and destructive measures for the reason the Son of God made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. I execute divine judgment against satanic, demonic activities and I war in the spirit of Elijah and Jehu. In the name of Jesus, I nullify, dismantle, cancel, cancel, and forcefully oppose any satanic operations uh, which are designed to hinder, prevent, frustrate, foil, deny, or delay God's original plan and purpose from their quick, swift, and speedy manifestation. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, I declare and decree that this day, that I will operate according to God's divine will. I decree that God's agenda is my agenda. I am not my own and have been bought with a price. I therefore submit to God and God alone. I superimpose the prophetic word over all abortive measures, strategies, and tactics of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I overrule and overthrow. According to Isaiah 54 and 17, all ill-spoken words and demonic activity, prayers, and evil idle words spoken contrary to God's original plans and purpose, in the name of Jesus, I reverse all and any curses associated with these utterances and declare and decree that they shall not stand, they shall not come to pass, they shall not take root. And their violent verbal dealings are returned to them double-fold. I declare and decree that every lying tongue is wrong and that the truth prevails. In the name of Jesus, I reverse the effects of any stigma and declare and decree the divine favor, grace, honor, and well wishes now replace any and all negative feelings, perceptions, thoughts concerning me 
oh God, my ministry and anything that I have called to accomplish. I, I declare and decree that nobility and greatness is my portion. I, Father God, in the name of Jesus, destroy the works of witches and warlocks uh, who withstand the anointing uh, as you did in the day of Moses. Uh, confound the omens and the liars, astrologers, psychics, prognosticators, uh, sorcerers, and the like. Make fools of diviners uh, and make their dark knowledge foolishness. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, rebuke and dismantle satanic alliances and confederations. Uh, arrest them by the Spirit. Let every covert and or clandestine effort endeavor fail. Disappoint the devices they have crafted so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. Take them in their own crafty and devious way. Let them meet with darkness in the day and grow in the noonday as in the night. Overrule and overthrow, sabotage, subversive, and setback. Let every attack and retaliation fail. In the name of Jesus, come. Confirm the words of your servant in the name of Jesus. And in the midst, perform the counsel of your messengers in Jesus' holy name. Now, Father God, you have given me a great work to accomplish in the name of Jesus. I, I war for the releasing of finances and all resources that belong to me and this ministry that you have birthed through me. Everything prepared for me before the foundation of the world that pertains to my life, my children, my husband, my ministry, my calling, and godliness comes to me now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I call in resources from the north, the south, the east, and the west. I declare and decree that every recourse necessary for me to fulfill your original plans and purpose comes to me without delay now in Jesus' holy name. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree that the wealth of the wicked is no longer laid up for me, but it is released now into my hands. Let those who hold on to my wealth longer than they should be afflicted and tormented without release until they release what rightfully belongs to me. In the name of Jesus, I command Satan to cough it up, spit it out, to loose it, release it, and let it go. And restore everything he has taken sevenfold. I declare and decree that the, that the Cyrus anointing flows unhindered and uncontaminated in my life. In the name of Jesus, I release upon my life, my family's life. children, my husband, and my ministry, the anointings of Jabez, Abraham, Joseph, 
Solomon, Isaac, Jacob, Joshua, and the Messiah for wisdom, wealth, and prosperity, so that God, so that God of God's name alone is glorified. In the name of Jesus, I come against the spirit of deprivation, for the Lord prospers the work of my hands by him and through him. I will accomplish great exploits. I declare and decree today success and progress in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, in Jesus' holy name, I declare and decree that this prayer and all future prayers take on the characteristics of divine projectile in the realm of the spirit, and that they hit the bullseye. I declare and decree that the law that governs this prayer and all spiritual warfare strategies and tactics are binding by the word, the blood, and by the spirit. I declare and decree that every spirit is released from their diabolical assignment and now become a part of Jesus' footstool in Jesus' holy name. Now, Father God, I seal this prayer this morning through my faith, and I ask, Lord Jesus, that you will dispatch your angels to do that which you have commissioned them to do in my life, in my husband's life, in my children's lives, my grandchildren's lives, in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Thanks, God, and amen.